This is Hometown Mornings News and Views. Comments and opinions expressed are of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect those of Sunrise Broadcasting. Your participation is welcome. The Hometown Morning Hotline is now open at 715-298-9888. And when calling, please turn your radio down. And now, this morning's edition of News and Views. And joining us till the top of the hour for News and Views, he is an investigative reporter from the MacGyver Institute, M. Kittle, Matt Kittle. He does play where the kids play, but you can find him via email at mkittle at MacGyverInstitute.com. And Matt, there are a plethora of stories that you want to discuss before you go off to step in on a Monday morning radio. Who are you taking the place of this morning at 9 o'clock? Uh, one Dan O'Donnell, the uh, voice of the News Talk. Can I say this? Is this okay? Yes, it is. A uh, shameless uh, plug-in. Uh, News Talk 1130 WISN from 9 until 11. Dan is uh, getting some well-deserved rest and recuperation this week. Going to be hanging out with the family, and I'll be hanging out with his family of listeners. Uh, before we get into the heavy lifting, they go, yeah. I, I might ask, in, in the wake of Roy Moore and uh, the Hollywood scandals that have occurred, that you not introduce me as the guy who plays where the kids play. <laughs> oh, Matt, I, I apologize. I know you for... mean that we are few can find us you know, on Twitter yes. and uh, yes, Facebook Matt. and all social networks. Matt, but, uh, you were right you to know, flag me on that. You can never be too careful. Yeah, uh, flagged. Flagged. That's, uh, I, did you ever see the old Boone County cartoon years ago, Matt? Oh, yeah. Remember remember the one where they have uh, the uh, Internet police breaking in and talking to the father as he's smoking his pipe, which is, of course, politically incorrect now, but... Uh, you know, uh-huh. hacking into the White House email system, grounded two weeks. Then they have uh, the other character arrested for an OWC, operating while clueless, trying to get on the Internet with a Smith Corona typewriter. And then they showed the animal run over, and they said, Internet roadkill. So in light, yeah. in light well, of you, what's you going really, you really, You really dated yourself with the Smith Corona reference. Well, hey— Remember, some of us were born B.C. before computers and A.D. after dirt. So uh, anyway, Matt, you have got about four stories that I I hope we can touch on at least a couple of them because you've had a busy, busy week of reporting. But a couple of them have to do with our friends, quote unquote, at the IRS. And uh, they haven't been very uh, conservative friendly, have they, Matt? Well, the first story, certainly, if you're talking about the, uh, the Internal Revenue Service and what I think we all know by now was years of targeting conservative right-of-center groups across the country. Uh, there was a lawsuit that was filed back in 2013. It's amazing. It took four years to get here after all we know about the IRS, Lois Lerner and the rest of the crew, uh, that... Uh, scrutinize these uh, applications for nonprofit status by conservative groups based on names, based on, um, you know, ideology, uh, based on these individuals' free speech or thoughts. Well, Well, uh, (laughs) last month... There's no such thing as free speech. What are you talking about, (laughs) Kittle? 
What hole did you well, just crawl out of? Well, it's supposed to be unfettered speech, but of course uh, we live in the real world, and sometimes that speech is fettered. And we certainly found that out in Wisconsin with the infamous John Doe investigation. And this is something that, quite frankly, is happening across the nation. And it's certainly happening through our federal government. And it did happen during the Obama administration. And we had the Department of Justice come out, uh, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, come out and apologize uh, to these folks after two lawsuits were settled um, at uh, Wisconsin, at, uh, at our site here in Wisconsin, in the Guyver News Service. You will find the story of uh, several Wisconsin uh, groups, conservative groups, including Marv Munyon's Rock River Patriots in central Wisconsin, who just had a horrible time with the IRS, treated just terribly, and finally gave up in their pursuit. This is a little group that raises money uh, by putting a, a bowl out when they have once-a-month meetings and educational events where someone comes in to speak. This is not, you know, some big uh, right-wing, vast right-wing conspiracy. It's a little group that was pestered and bullied by the IRS for years until it finally gave up its right to free speech. Now, it still does what it does. It has to operate as a nonprofit. Well, this group was one of more than 400 conservatives in a class-action lawsuit, the first of its kind. And uh, what we found out last week was the, uh, the judge in that case had said, yes, there's a problem here, there is going to be a settlement, and it is a seven-figure settlement. We can't get complete details on uh, the settlement. Now, is that seven that figures that... to the left of the decimal point? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, how, and how much, uh, as always, go, goes to you know, the legal <laughs> representation, that's the second point, too. But I'm told that each one of these groups several thousand dollars out of this deal. More than that, the validation, even though the IRS, you know, like usual in these lawsuits, admits no wrongdoing. So it's a consent decree. says a lot. Yes, it's a consent decree. We didn't, we don't agree we did anything wrong, but we agree to stop what we say we we weren't doing that we weren't doing wrong. I, I, I know the consent decree route, uh, but uh, it's all sealed up, so we'll never know anyway. But one thing we hope to know about you have been looking into a shadowy public finance authority that even dealt with Dorothy. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> and you got the IRS and the SEC interested in this group. Right, Matt Kittle? Uh, very interested, at least in the bonds of the issues. First, talking about the public finance authority, and you might recall Wisconsin-based PFA popped up during the budget writing process at the very end of that long state budget battle that went on. Um, there were some lawmakers, uh, particularly in leadership, that wanted to throw in more power, more authority for this shadowy quasi-government public finance which basically was set up by the legislature in 2010 to connect investors with uh, tax-exempt bonds. And they did, through, did that through government entities. There are four or five founders from counties, uh, the city of Lancaster, I know, and then the national, uh, excuse me, the, the Wisconsin uh, League of Municipalities, the Counties Association, they're all on this board 
but it is a secret organization. And what we found out uh, over the last several weeks through investigation is that this group has done very little bonding in the state of Wisconsin, perhaps as little as 2%. What it was really set up to do was take its bonding instrumentation across the country. You mentioned the Kansas situation. The University of Kansas system, uh, knowing that it would be rejected in funding $300 million worth of projects, reached out to this entity, and there you go. This is called the, the Bonding House of Last Resort. It has done everything from projects to uh, from Planned Parenthood headquarters in uh, New York City to a massive mall in New Jersey where I think they have an amusement park, a water park, uh, a ski slope or something like that. You're talking about massive uh, hundreds of millions of dollars project in, in New Jersey. And there are a lot of questions and concerns. Well, the IRS also has some questions and concerns about a project that the Public Finance Authority was involved in in Dallas, Texas, and whether those bonds should have been tax-exempt. The IRS, uh, a couple of months ago, came out with its preliminary finding that, no, they should not have been tax-exempt. That puts that project in peril, and it shines a light of concern about the PFA based right here in Wisconsin. As if that were not enough. Two stories about the IRS. We have at least two more to talk about in the six minutes remaining. And uh, Mom is smiling, I'm sure, today, because uh, although uh, Hudley uh, hurt his hammy, I mean, I could just see it now, the headline, Hundley's hurt hammy, what's next? Uh, for the Packers. Um, Seneca Wallace is coming off the bench, buddy. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Brett Favre to charge through the fence like uh, like uh, John Madden did in the old uh, alcohol commercial when they're playing softball. <laughs> I caught the ball! I caught the ball! Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> Madison wants to have broadband for all. I'm just waiting right now for the do, 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 broadband for all. <laughs> do, 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 do. Of course, we can't say God save your trump, your, your trumpet's broken, buddy. Your trumpet's broken. <laughs> if that were the I think only they have thing. a medicine for something like that. I think they have a medicine for something like that. It's not yes. <laughs> well, at least I'm not going to go back to uh, Senator Ted. When I got there, Mary Joe and the cow were gone. You know, but uh, anyway, I digress. Seriously, we've got uh, we've got a desire for broadband for all in uh, Dane County. Am I correct? That's the city of Madison and Mayor Paul Soglin, who would like to be uh, the next well is leaning toward uh, wanting to be the governor of the state of Wisconsin. But yeah, um, what the city of Madison is doing is involved in a pilot program, a very costly one, that is connecting low-income neighborhoods or attempting to connect low-income neighborhoods to so-called affordable, accessible Internet. What they found along the way is uh, these folks are already connected to the Internet. In fact, in these apartment complexes, they have exclusive agreements with providers. Now, the object is to get lower-cost Internet for people who, you know, have a hard time affording it. But the broader question here, Big O, is, is broadband a basic human right? And that's what the left, <clears throat> excuse me, in Madison, keeps asserting, that broadband in the digital age is a basic human right. But I've, 
I've scoured over the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of this great country, and our own Constitution in Wisconsin. I didn't find anything in there that said uh, the right uh, suit of happiness and free broadband or affordable, accessible broadband. That All of that said, of course, a bit on the facetious side, um, you know, broadband is everywhere. It is ubiquitous. It is as close as your school. It is as close as your library. It is as close to your, your coffee shop. And uh, the notion that taxpayers should be on the hook for this is where Madison is really going is to have, you know, a full fiber network that is taxpayer funded. And that is a costly proposition for something that uh, even uh, providers involved in this pilot program would tell you that, that broadband is not an inherent human right. Well, that's, I mean, we started with health care. Now we have high-speed Internet. There are those who want a universal basic income. I, I mean, I, I obviously just don't know all the things to which I'm entitled, Matt, simply because I exist. <laughs> it's a good question. And there are those who believe that you are entitled to care from the government from cradle to grave. Um, there are those who believe that the welfare system in this country, which was designed to help people who are in need and to be a transitional program to get them to the pursuit of their happiness and opportunity, should just be a constant state in a way of life. And the first and foremost, mercenarily speaking, we can't afford that. The average taxpayer cannot afford that notion, uh, cannot afford that philosophy. And secondly, what does that create? in society and citizenry. Well, I think we would have to have another show for that. Well, before we wrap up, two minutes on the clock, no timeouts, hammy, bad or not, Matt Kittle. We've got one more story to talk about real quickly, and that has to do with $500 million that Speaker Voss says should go to comprehensive tax reform. 90 seconds to explain what and why, Matt Kittle. Yeah, it was interesting. You know, we, we have, a, according to the, the Revenue Department, we have a, a surplus now. A surplus is an interesting term because if we still have debt on the book and we still have bills to pay, you know, you know in your house you don't have a surplus. But no. in this case, at the state, there's a different kind of math. But there's about a half million dollars more in this budget than was originally thought. Uh, so the, the, the question that was raised by yours truly at a recent uh, uh, gaggle of reporters with the speaker was, are you going to put that and uh, in, in give the money back the taxpayers gave to the state? And the answer was yes, but let's do this in a long-term approach, real reform tied into you know, an initiative that began in the Ways and Means Committee and looking at, at real tax reform. So we'll see where that goes. Well, Matt, we know you got to get going because you are going to be, because we do not ever do plugs shamelessly. We're, we're happy to do it. You will be on WISN. Now, will this be all week from 9 to 11? Uh, every day but tomorrow. And then uh, the sheriff, uh, and boy, he's going to be mad at me if I call him old, but uh, former sheriff of Milwaukee County will be uh, on the air. Oh, David Clark. David Clark. Yeah, I was going to say, Wow. So four days this week, extra work. Again, you can find Matt in the social media arena where many people are participants. 
How's that for putting it, Matt? And uh, we thank will. Thank you, and, and Roy Moore, thanks you. Yes, thank you as well. M. Kittle at MacGyverInstitute.com. Till next week. Bye, bye, Matt. God bless. And that's going to do it for us. News is next. Talk Playing to you tomorrow.